0: Hey there, Fat Guy Forum fans. A huge Happy New Year as we enter 2022, and I'm excited that you're still listening to the show. If you'd like to support us, you can do a couple of things. First, if you're an Apple user or you use Spotify, you can rate and review the podcast there to get us in front of more people. Also, you can use the support links in the show notes to purchase products, get a discount for yourself, generate some income for the show, or you can join the Patreon. Patreon. And there's some cool stuff coming with the Patreon I will be announcing very soon. I know I've said it before, but this time it's really happening. So I'm just excited for all that's to come in this year. Thank you so much for being a part of this adventure. And on to the show. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Fat Guy Forum. This is your host, Gormy. I'm excited to have you with us for another awesome episode of the show. With me this week is Pate, and he has quite the story to tell. How are you doing today, man?
1: I'm good, Gourmet. I'm I'm good. I appreciate you having me.
0: Definitely, I'm glad you're here. We had some we had some tech issues the first time we were trying to record, so I appreciate your patience, and I'm glad to finally get you on, man. So let's let's not keep people from your story any longer. Tell us, man, what qualifies you to be on the Fat Guy Forum?
1: Well, that's a good question, man. I would first say that one, the journey of uh, never giving up on yourself, um, being recognizing that you're you know, that you're overweight and 400 and something pounds and recognizing and and making the decision to change, making the decision to work and never give up on yourself every day. And once you, you know, kind of once you get on the journey, man, you, you meet, meet other people and you, you, um, what's the word you want to say? You motivate other people and things like that. And, I think that's pretty much what qualifies me to be on the Fat Out Forum.
0: Well, t- take us into that journey, man. Tell us where where did all of this get started for you?
1: So where it got started for me, man, I was a heavy guy all my life. I was a heavy guy all my life, and um, I do security and not like security guard, but I do like security systems and things like that for a living. So I was on a job one day, man, and I was doing we were doing a warehouse and. I never get a chance to weigh myself. So they had, being at a warehouse, they had one of those pilot scales and I was like, man, you know, I never get a chance to weigh myself. I stepped on it and that's when they told me it was 446 pounds and I was like, wow. Now, before that, I hadn't been able to weigh myself for quite some time. Of course, you get out of high school, you don't really keep up with it. Before that, I knew I was like 350, but of course I was young. I was like, eh, you know, it's not that big of a deal, you know, or whatever. But when I seen that 440, I was like, okay, I mean, the 446, I'm sorry. I was like, yeah, I got to do something. And man, so I was just started kind of looking into it. And I was like, cause I had attempted to lose weight quite a few times, but it never, I never stuck to it. So this time I was like, okay, I got to do something. And, you know, um, just seeing other people in my life that had health issues and things of that nature. And I was like, okay, I know that's not what I want for myself. So I was like, okay. Let me figure this out. So I prayed about it in different things like that and uh, got with a trainer, got with my trainer, which I ended up being one of my closest friends. We had been friends since the fifth or sixth grade of school. He ended up being a trainer. And he texted me one day and was like, hey, man, if you ever want to lose weight and all that stuff like that, and we, I took it as a sign and I never looked back. So I just started one day and never quit. And here we are, a thousand, probably day, a thousand something days later, and still, still on a journey. Right, still right. Well, four hundred forty
0: six pounds as your as your heaviest weight that you knew. You know what? What brought you there? Like, did, were you bigger as a kid? Like, take us take us into yeah, that I, part of it, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was definitely bigger as a kid, man. Like, I. The crazy thing about it is when you're that heavy you don't realize you're not like everybody else so i've grown growing up i never seen any different like i knew i was a bigger guy obviously but i never knew i was as big as i was until i started actually losing the weight but yeah i mean it was just one one thing after another man It was like growing up uh you know family functions and eating this and eating that and it just kind of one day happened like it wasn't anything like one I will say this though. I played sports throughout my seventh through 11th grade year. And I ended up having to stop because I ended up, uh, being a victim of, uh, a violent crime. And so I was, I, I was forced to stop because of that. So I had no, I had nerve damage in my left arm and all that stuff like that. They had to do reconstructive surgery on my nerve in my left arm because I was shot. And, um, so once I stopped playing sports, I, you know, stopped being as act stopped being active. But I kept the, I kept the diet. So you know, back back when we was in school when we were younger, coaches like eat the carbs, eat as much as you can. We want you to get bigger and all that things like that. And so I kept that mentality because that's how I was used to eating. But I wasn't active nearly as much so once after school and everything it just came on with a vengeance then obviously you hit your your 21 years of age you're able to drink you're able to start doing all these things so i'm hanging out doing a bunch of drinking doing this and doing that and that's before i knew it man one day it was just on me and i was like okay i was like yeah this is it's time it's time to change like body hurting um went to the doctor pre-diabetic just all you know, all the all the signs and I'm just like, I need to I need to change. I have to, I have to change. And so I just like I said I started and never looked back. And
0: when you think about your relationship with food, you know, getting you to that point, you know, the the weight that you were at, like, was it because, you know, sometimes I talk to guys and they, they very clearly, you know, under remember it what it was like, you know, what food meant to them when they were growing up. And then I talked to some guys who it really is just about habits and not understanding food, you know, kind of like the impact it can have on their bodies. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I talked I've had some guys on who were just like, well, I was lazy and played video games and, you know, the food was there. Like, how do you, how do you describe the relationship that you had with food up to that point?
1: Well, my relationship with food up at that point, man, like I, one, I love, love, love Mexican food. So, you know, of course, Mexican food, fajitas, queso, all that stuff like that has a lot of fat and things of that nature. So that was one thing. So I could eat one thing about me is man, I could eat Mexican food every day if you allowed me to. You know, so that was one thing. Then in my growing up years, my parents worked a lot. And so when I got out of school, if I didn't have any homework, I was just at home playing the game. So yeah food was available as soon as i got home it was, if it wasn't you know honey buns or chips or s- snacks or cakes or whatever you know it was just stuff was always ready and available because I, I i would like to say i didn't grow up wanting very much so things were just re- always ready and available to, pretty much whatever i wanted and um uh, yeah that's that's what i would say my relationship with food up until up until now of course when you when you make the life change things change right like you you i have a different respect for food now like i now to this day i still still love food very much but i i do it in moderation you know what i'm saying like i may have i may get something once a week and when i do have it i keep it as just one meal and i I eat that one meal. I enjoy it. I uh, keep working out and things of that nature, and I'm right back on my. I'm not going to say it's a deficit, but right back on my healthier, healthier diet to keep to you know yeah. to keep myself keep myself in line.
0: So let's go back to when you started to get yourself in line. So you know, 446 pounds. You realized you needed to do something. You said that you you had started working with a trainer. What was it like when you started to make that change?
1: Rough, <laughs> mm-hmm. very rough. So when I started to make that change, man, it was it was something. It was definitely something. At first, when I started working out, the first day I went, and we did like a quick thirty minute just to kind of see where I see where I was. And the crazy thing about me when I started, I remember being the athletic guy that i remember myself being so in my mind i could do all these things like i could run and and jump and do all these things but my body at that point was like no you can't (laughs) so there was that and um so it was one it was a little mentally draining um at that point because you're like man you remember where you used to be and where you are now and it kind of makes you want to give up a little bit because you're like man i'll never be able to get back to where i was but you know day by day um and then the cra- another crazy thing is once the weight started to come off i noticed i was in a lot of pain and i was like okay i'm not understanding this like in my mind or you know generally speaking you would think the more weight you lose the better you feel And for me, it felt like the more weight I lost, the worse I felt. So I was like, I was like, what is this about? I don't understand this. You know, this don't make no sense to me. Like I look, I feel like, you know, everybody tell you, you look great. You're doing great and all this stuff like that. But I don't feel like, it. you know, I don't mentally think I look as good as everybody says I do. And, you know, and all that things of that nature. So it's like this, you know, it's just... It was just mentally draining, if I could, you know, sum it up. It was pretty mentally draining, man. It was pretty rough, and and even to this day, I'm not gonna lie. Even to this day, I still have some mental roadblocks that I'm trying to get past. Like, far as running, like I have a newfound love for running, so I started and I did a mile, and I was like, okay. So then I another one, then. I, then the most i've ever been able to do up until this point is 3 miles and you know everybody's like you can you can do more than that you can do more than that you can do more than that and i'm just like in my mind i don't feel like i can so it's hard it's like your body it's it's reverse now like when i first got started my body was saying no and my mind was saying yes and now my mind is saying no but my body is saying yes it's the weird It's the weirdest thing. It's the weirdest thing. Is I be and I constantly have to check myself and be like, no, you can do this now, or you can have this now, or whatever, what have you. It's it's pretty. Like I said, it's, you know, to sum it up, it was it was pretty rough, and I'm not gonna lie, it's still, it's not as rough as it was, but it's still mentally challenging, which I'm pretty sure you can understand.
0: Oh, for sure. And- When you were first getting started and you were feeling that pain, like, was it, was it ever, were you ever able to kind of identify what was bringing it on? Or was it just the, the, the change in activity? Like, where, where did that go for you?
1: Yeah, I couldn't hear you You broke up a little bit.
0: When you, when you talked about first getting started losing weight, you, you talked about physically feeling pain. Did you Mm -hmm. ever kind of figure out what, what that was? so
1: it one it was i was having some knee issues and and what it really ended up being is just that i had beat my body up so bad over the years with uh, carrying around the extra weight that when i finally took the weight off of myself my knees kind of really had to reacclimate to be like and you know and things of that nature and now like my back um i have what what the doctors may be thinking is a inflamed bursa disc in my back and so i'm going to the doctor for that because we're trying to figure it out because i do when i exert myself sometimes it just depends on what i'm doing i'll have this swelling come up in my back and i'm so i've been going to the doctor for that trying to figure out what that's all about and that's frustrating man because you 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 feel like now I should be able to do anything. I should be able to run as much as I want to run. I should be able to lift as much as I want to lift. And it sucks right now because I'm at this point, like I did the body, I did the transformation show. That was great. It was a great experience, but I'm a, I'm a person of what's next. I'm always looking for the next goal. I'm always on the hunt for the next thing. And that's just the way I've, I'm geared like I don't stay I guess what you call stagnant too long like I I try to always know what's next, I always know where I'm going and things like that. So it it sucks, man. I've been going to the doctor for this probably for the last 4 months, 4 or 5 months and they they and the crazy thing was like I went back to my surgical doctor cuz I thought it was something to do with my I had a total uh, body total body lift and I, I thought it was something to do with that because I was just at almost a year, almost about a year out uh, from that. But he was like, "No, that's not what it is. You need to go to your PCP." So I go to the PCP, and she does X-ray, taking a skeletal. That wasn't what it was. Then she did a um, ultrasound. That wasn't what it was. So then she sends me to a back doctor, and he's like um you sure it's not this and he's like why won't your uh do you really think it's something to do with your surgery are you not getting the help you need and the crazy thing about the crazy thing about i guess the medical system is i had already been to the doctor before i went back to my surgical doctor to try to figure out what was going on with my back but at that time. The PCP that I had sent me back to my surgical doctor. But in the inter- interim of me going back to my surgical doctor, she retired. So I had to start the whole process over again because they don't allow you to just go see a specialist. You have to go through the channels. So I'm pretty much going to the my, my new PCP, pretty much like I've already been through this. Why are we having to do this again? But she's like, well, you didn't do it with me. And I'm like, but it's the same healthcare system you should be able to see this. Like why am I having to waste time and waste money with all these things and in the interim, I'm I'm still running, I'm still lifting, I'm still doing all these things and I'm in pain. You know, of course nobody knows it but really me and I'm suffering with it and all those things of that nature. But I just I don't know. Like it's like once you get to a certain point with your fitness journey and most people that has done a bodybuilding show they'll tell you man like once you see yourself in that new light you never want to go back you know and so of course you can't stay at that low percentage of body fat it's just not healthy so once you get to like a healthier body fat percentage you feel like you don't look as good as as you once did so you're mentally trying to stay as close to that body fat percentage and build off of it as you can but it just doesn't, you know, it just doesn't work out that way, <laughs> you know, so so then you kind of get into this thing where you feel like you're just spinning your wheels, like, and so because I'm a person of what's next, what's next, what's next, what's next, I was really doing some damage on my, um, on my back and my body, so now... I'm kind of trying to listen. I'm kind of trying to take it slow. I feel like I'm nowhere near where I would like to be. I feel like I'm nowhere near where I used to be. But I'm kind of trying to ride it out, ride out this wave of getting like I felt like I've done the work to get the weight off. I've done the work to get healthy. I've done the, even, you know, done the work to get mentally healthy. So now I'm just doing the work, I guess, to get my body healthy. I guess if that makes sense, like because I'm learning that there's you can be obese and get I guess skinny or whatever you want to call it, or you know non-obese or however you want to call it. Um, And you and you think that you're healthy, but you still can have a lot of issues. From what I'm learning. Uh, you know, and stuff like that. So it's, it's, it's been a, it's been a challenge. It's been a challenge for sure. And it's definitely been a challenge. So I'm just taking it day by day, man, trying to figure it out the best way I can and trying to keep working and not give up on myself. If, uh, if that makes any, you know, makes sense.
0: No, I think it definitely does, man. And, and there's a couple things in there that you're, you you're brushed by that we really haven't gotten to yet. And that's you going from 446 pounds to making the decision that you're going to do a transformation bodybuilding show. And so what, what was the path that brought you to that place? Like, how was your progress going? Like, take us into back into that time of like, when you, you're, you know, we talked a little bit about when you were getting started, but what, you know, and the challenges with, with your journey, what led you to the place of saying, okay, well, or even cause, you know, talking about the full body lift, like. When, how did you make that determination and then, you know, onto the stage and, and all of those pieces? Take us take us into that phase of the journey. Like, how long was it, you know, into what you were doing that you determined you wanted to have the skin surgery? You know, all of that.
1: So how it, how it went for me, I started my journey. I started working out, and I started losing weight. So when I lost the first, like, I... When I first started, I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I can do this. Like I'm going at that, at, you know, at that time I was going to a gym and the gym that I was going to was well, there was a lot of, a lot of bodybuilders um, there. So I'm looking at them and I'm like, man, I'm like, I feel like I can get there. I can do what they're doing, but I feel like I'm starting from behind the you know, starting from behind the, the starting line. so. Once I I was like, man, I don't know if this is going to be possible or whatever. So once I lost that first 50 pounds, once I lost that first 50 pounds, I felt like I was a man possessed. I lived, eat, and dreamed weight loss. Like, Like, working with my coach, he was like, hey, man, you need a rest day. I wasn't taking them. Like, he would tell me, take a rest day. And I would go run or I would go jog or I was still exercising every single day. So once I got to that point, man, it was like the weight just flew off. It was like it was the first 50, then it was 75, it was 120, then it was 150. And then when I got to like that 175 uh, range to the uh, 200-pound range or whatever that's when it that was for the first time where it kind of felt hard because it was like okay, up until that point, all you pretty much had to do was eat in a deficit and work out. It's pretty much all it took. But once it got down to the harder weight, it was like okay, I had to learn how your metabolism responds, how how to uh, eat to get your metabolism back up and running again, and things of that nature. So when I made it to my goal weight, which at that time was 225, um, I was like, man, of course, at that point, I had a a bunch of loose skin. So now I see myself with a different problem because now all the new things that I enjoy doing, whether that been running, jumping, exercising and things like that, I was wearing all these compression garments. So I wouldn't feel like when I'm running, there wasn't a weight vest jumping up and down on me. And that was causing me, I felt like that honestly kind of was what started my back problems because I wouldn't, I would still do it. I would like try to strap the weight, the skin down as much as I could. But every time I took a step like running, it felt like it was just a weight vest jumping up and down on me. And I was like, man, this sucks. So I knew I was gonna, at that point, I, when I started, I didn't think I was gonna need skin surgery. I really didn't, I didn't, I hadn't thought that far. And so once I got there, I was like, okay, this is not, because I lost the weight so fast, I lost my weight in probably about 14 months. So I lost it pretty, pretty quick. So when I lost the weight, I was like, okay, this skin is not going anywhere. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to need skin surgery. So I looked into it a little bit and it was pretty expensive. So I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to deal with it for now. Well, one thing led to another and I had got a sore on my skin. And of course, you know how it is, uh, skin rubbing, you know, sweat and all that stuff like that. It's... Caused a sore, and I was like, okay, so I end up going to the doctor, and he ended up pretty much telling me, like, that it was from the you know, working out and things of that nature, and all that stuff, like that. So I was like, okay, well, this at this point is going to start causing me other health issues. So I um, end up going through with the skin side, like, I end up going to see a couple. Of- I was hard-headed. I went seeing a couple doctors. I went seeing the doctor that I ended up going with, and I went seeing one other, doc- one other doctor. And my pro- most problemat- problematic areas at that time was my stomach, where I had the sore, and my thighs, because my thighs had been rubbing together, obviously. And so I remember, like, getting balls on my thighs and stuff like that. In the summertime, it sucked. Um, because my job was labor intensive, I was always sweating really hard and, and stuff like that. So at one point in my life, it got to the point where I was just put on cream every day. Like it was just ritual, you know, just to put it on, just to try to prevent it from happening. So those were my two pro- most problematic areas. And I was like, OK, if I'm going to do this, those are the two areas that I want to take care of. Now, most I don't, most people don't know, some do, but when you do a skin surgery, the legs are considered to be one surgery, the stomach is considered to be another, and the chest area is considered to be another, and they're all considered to be major surgeries. So, when I went to the first doctor, I was like, hey, I want to do my legs and my stomach, and he was like, well, it'll be a lot of recovery. and. I feel like he he was willing to do it. He said, but I feel like it'll be a lot of recovery. But at that time he had told me it'll be a few weeks, three weeks, and I'll be able to take care of myself again. Okay, cool. So I went to an I went to a second doctor and he told me the complete opposite. He was like, Listen, I feel like that is gonna be too much recovery for you. I would I would wanna do your stomach and your chest at the same time. So I was like, okay, well, that's not really what I want. So at that time I was hard headed. I just went with the doctor because he was willing to do what I wanted him to do. So day comes, we do the surgery, and um, um I they I go with the doctor, he does he he does my legs and my stomach and all that stuff like that. And the crazy thing, man, they end up doing my surgery outpatient. They literally brought me in five o'clock that morning, did the surgery, and this was in the heart of COVID. This was during the heart of COVID, and they literally took me to like the little recovery room, and pretty much I was, they were trying to wake me up from the anesthesia and all that stuff like that, and I was kind of, kind of was up, kind of was down, but they rolled me right on out the door. So all I can remember was I was get came home. My parents brought me home. They kept trying to keep me woke, and I was like, okay. So I got, they were getting me out the truck, and I remember trying to get out the truck. And the next thing I remember after that is them putting me in the chair in the driveway, and and not knowing how I got there, and I had passed out on them. And um, so that was that was the um, that was that. And so they tried to lift me up, man, and. Tried to you know at that point they were just trying to get me in the house. So we ended up getting me in the house. It took a little you know walk a little bit, sit down, walk a little bit, sit down, but they ended up getting me in the house, getting some food in me. And I ended up pretty much getting better. So for a week there I was doing pretty good. I did pretty good and I ended up getting or uh, busting out in the sweat. After about a week's time, I ended up busting out in the sweat, and I'm thinking, I'm having to go to the bathroom. So I get up, at that time, you know, my parents and everybody was living here with me, and we, they helped me get to the bathroom, I get on, I get, go to the bathroom, next thing I remember is the EMS, I had passed out again, and yeah, I passed out again, and it was ugly, it was ugly. And um so they, they took me obviously took me back to the hospital. Scary time because at that point, like I said, it's the heart of COVID. Nobody can go in there with you. So I remember getting to the like getting to the hospital. Um, I remember don't remember anything after that, but I remember waking up in the e, the ER. They had me in a dark room, it was cold, I was wet, it was ugly. And I just remember trying to figure out what the heck was going on. I didn't have a phone. Nobody was there. No matter how much I yelled, nobody came. And I was just like, what even happened? Like, how did I get here? What's going on? And it was it was an ugly time, man. And I hadn't I hadn't I hadn't told many people that story. But um yeah, it was a it was a pretty ugly time. So Fast forward after that, they take me, They the, the nurse ends up coming in, they end up letting me call my parents, I talk to them, they know I'm okay, they bring me my phone so I'm able to communicate with them, they take me upstairs, I end up having to have uh, a few blood transfusions because they found they, they found out I was anemic and uh, and all that type, uh, type of stuff like that, so we do that and they keep me there, I think it was about four or five days, and then they send me home. Now, when they send me home this time, I feel night and day better. Like, I'm almost able to walk and um, all these things like that. So,
0: the crazy thing is,
1: my surgeon, he was like, yeah, man, three weeks, you should be up, and you should be able to at least take care of yourself. And that was not the case. It took about it three months. Took about three months. Um, took about three months. To really be able to honestly move around and take care of myself, yeah, it was rough. It was pretty rough. And
0: well, it's funny because I think that that's the experience I hear from most people that talk about skin surgery on the show. And yeah. even to hear that they sent you home that same day, it, it was was that because of what was you know kind of the, the COVID situation? They were just trying to get people out of the hospital, you know, if, to keep you know worried about infections or. or-
1: I honestly, it's just wild. That, at, at that point, man, that's honestly, you know, it's crazy. That's how I thought it was done. I really didn't think like I hadn't done enough, you know, being a guy. I really hadn't done enough, I guess, research at that time to know that there was aftercare, uh, you know, or things like that that were even possible. In my mind, I, I'm just thinking that's how it goes. So at that time, I believe that they probably did it like that because of COVID. Um, You know, hospitals were scarce, and so they didn't have anywhere to keep me um, at that time. And even when I went to the hospital, man, the second time, I was the only person on that floor. Everybody, like the rest of the building was COVID patients. So it was definitely a needed, like, I think, you know, at the hospital, they were only really doing as needed. Like, you had to be a doctor. A dire emergency for you to be there, and so um, we. I go through that and all that, and once I, once I get through that process, I'm thinking again, what's next? What's next? So, I'm going through that process. I'm almost at my six months of recovery. And I go, I've been doing my check-ins with my surgeon at this point. I'm getting better. I'm feeling better. Um, and I'm asking him, you know, when can I work out again? And he uh, he was like, no. He was like, go. He's like, if you feel good enough to do it, do it. And I was like, okay, cool. So I get back with my trainer. And I was like, hey, man, I, I think I want to do, uh, I found this uh, competition that I'm interested in. and it's For transformation. And at that time, honestly, I had been through a few different, um, a few different things. And I felt like that's what I needed to do. Like, it was just, it was just on me. Like, I had been told multiple times, you should do this, you should do that. And I just kind of took it as a sign. And I was like, you know what? You're right. I probably should. And so I looked it up and I was like, you know, I was looking for, I guess, a monumental moment for myself to be like, this was the end of the transformation. This was the end of the weight loss period. This was the rebirth of who I am today. You know what I mean? So that's why, um, that was the reason for me starting to do the competition. Like, that's why I was a thought. So at that time, like I had got with my trainer and he was like, uh, we had looked up the show and that's when they were saying it was, it had to be two years of a transformation. So I was like, this is perfect because I lost the weight in 14 months. Literally after I hit my goal, it probably wasn't even a month. Well, it may have been a month. It may have been a month and I was getting the surgery. And so it, everything just happened really fast. Like it all kind of just fell in there perfectly. And so it was like almost too perfect not to do it because right when I was at pretty much the six months of my transformation, I was able to work out again and it was perfect. So we were like, I was like, this is perfect. This will, this will mark no matter what the outcome of this show is, this will mark my transformation. This will Mark me getting up there and doing it. And I'm I'm big on helping people. Like I started um a company determined wellness because I want to help people know that you don't have to have weight loss surgery to lose weight. Because I feel like in today's society, man, that's what everybody defaults on. Nobody, it's like nobody wants to do the work. It's like they almost make it look on TV and social media that it's impossible. So in my mind, I was like, okay, if I was, like, I was able to do this, if I was able to do it, I feel like, you know, anybody can do it. So I'm like, okay, well, hey, let me attempt to do this. I feel like if I can get up there and I can win this show, that will really show people, you know, that it was possible. So I was like, okay, well, let's try it. So I got in there with my trainer, and I was a man possessed all over again. Like, I was like, I want to do a real prep. And he was like, okay. And I was like, I want to be like, you know how they do a men's physique class, a classic physique. I want to I do a real prep as, like I'm prepping for a physique category or a you know like i want to look the best i've ever looked in my life whatever it takes and he was like okay so that's exactly what we did i was a man on a hunt all over again and we had some bumps and bruises along the way like i got sick from um eating um like fish and different things of that nature and I end up getting food poisoning and different things of that nature all along the way. And um, but in the end, we went and we won. You know, I got what I was looking for, and that's pretty much what it was. Like I, I wanted to show people it's possible. And I wanted to do like after I had lost the weight, I felt like it wasn't about me anymore. It was about everybody else around me. It was about the people that don't think it's possible. It was about just proving to myself, one, and proving, I guess, to the world that it's possible. And I remember going through that process. It was a nerve wracking process because I was, at that time, I didn't know of the transformation community. It was very, I guess, the transformation community community is very tight knit. We pretty much all know each other. We're all pretty much cool with each other. We all hype each other up. We're all each other's biggest supporters. And um, at that time, when I looked it up, that's when I um, I started following um, Perot on uh, Instagram because he had won the previous year. So I had been looking at his Instagram, and I was like, "Man, me and this guy have a lot in common." And I um. I was like, huh? Wow. I was like, okay, cool. And so I was looking at him and I remember looking at him and I was like, man, he has like, he's pretty built. Like he has a lot of skin and things like that. And at that time I I remember thinking like, was it a mistake to get my skin removed? Because I was like, I feel like I may be looked over in this category because I no longer have my skin. And, um, I was like, but you know what? It's not about that. It's about getting up there and showing people that it's possible.
0: Yeah, and, and, and I and I think that's the case with everyone. You know, in the divisions, like people use different tools, people use have different experiences, but it really is about the transformation that you went through.
1: Yeah, yeah, most definitely. And and I was so I remember like looking at his page and checking him out, checking him out, and at that time I hadn't met uh, Keto at the time but I remember it looked like he was coaching him and I, so I remember looking at their pages on Instagram and stuff like that and what they're doing and kind of being like, okay, okay, okay. So this is pretty much who, who my competition is going to be. And the crazy thing was like when we, uh, when we all met up at the show, I thought it was going to be like a bunch of like felt like competition, like, Things like that. But that honestly wasn't the case. It was We were all welcoming to each other. We were all open and supportive and things of that nature. And um, it was good. It was good, man. So that was pretty much the journey to the show. And when I um, got to the show, I honestly didn't expect to win. I literally did not expect to win. When I was up there, I had seen a pretty much I not well didn't really know who I was really competing pe- competing against but i remember just kind of being in my head thinking well, oh, i don't have my skin anymore so i don't think my i don't think my journey's going to show like yes i put in the work but i don't look like what everybody else looks like i guess so i was like well we'll see we'll see how it goes so i got up there i been practicing that freaking posing routine. I felt like every hour on the hour <laughs> and, uh, my coach was pretty much like, anytime you see a mirror practice, your posing. Like I remember, man, like I talked to that man more than I probably talked to my own parents going up, going up into the show and everything. And, and which was cool. But like, cause like I said, we had been friends for a very long time. So it was pretty much uh natural. And, um, so we we uh, I got up there and I did that posing routine. And I remember being backstage with everybody and everybody's videos getting called and mine. I had seen, like, I was nervous. And I was like, because, not, well, not a lot of people know this, but my nephew at the time, he was starting his own production company. And when I was, when we were doing the video, I was trying to get a person that had done my previous video to do it but schedules didn't line up, things didn't align. And my nephew was like nervous at the time because he was like, I don't think I can, I'm not sure if I can, you know, do this. I'm not sure if I can bring your vision that you have to life. And I'm like, you got it, you got it, you got it, man. I'm Like something just told me to ask him to do it. And so I did. And so we got together, we did it and it came out perfect. So I remember being backstage, man, and i remember just being back there praying like let me at least make it to the finals so they can see his video like i that's what i was worried about i wanted i wanted to because he had worked real like i remember looking back from backstage seeing him he had like a camera set up on a tripod and i'm nervous i'm like let me at least make it to the finals so they can see his video that he put all that effort into because he he put a lot of effort into that video man so when they finally played it, I felt so relieved. I just remember crying, like I at least done that, and so that was an achievement all in itself. And I just remember back like, crying, praying, like I felt I already felt like I had won something. So I I go out there, you know, after you, after they play your video, you go out there and pose again. So I go out there and pose again, and uh, I come back. And I'm just like, man, I'm like, okay, okay, cool. So after that, of course, they do the, they do the trophies and the medals and everything. And when we, when they were calling the medals, I was like, okay. At that point, I was like, man, I don't, I still didn't think I was really going to win it. But I was like, I'm not sure, you know, who knows? So when they called the first place guy, and at first, of course, they called somebody that wasn't me. Um, I seen the guy, you know, he was right in front of me. He was jumping up and down. He was excited. And then they was like, hold on, hold on, wait. They made a mistake. And then they called my number. I was shocked. Like I was, there's was like a scene out of a movie. I was, I was shocked. And I was like, wow, it really happened. And it was at the end of the day, man, it was honestly nothing but God. It was nothing but God. And um, I just look back on it today, and I'm just like, every time I think about it, you can't – well, I honestly can't help but get a little emotion because I'm like, man, it was a crazy time in my life. I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot that I wanted to change uh, and different things of that nature. So that's pretty much what the road to summer shredding looked like mm-hmm. in a nutshell.
0: And that's really kind of leads me into the next question I have, man. Like, Obviously, I appreciate you taking us through that experience. And before we get through that, you you talked a little bit about the challenges you're dealing with now. But thinking about your transformation, sitting where you are today, what do you think are the biggest lessons that you've learned?
1: Man, that is a good question. The lessons, I would say that the biggest lessons I learned was that, one, you have the power to change anything you're not happy with. That one right there I felt like was the biggest lesson I have learned because I have took that newfound knowledge and applied it to every part of my life. And uh, that was one of the most beneficial changes I've ever made in my life was that one. And outside of that, I feel like you... Have the power, because as men, right, we're raised to think you can't do certain things. You you can't be, I guess, you're not allowed to feel in certain situations and things of that nature. And so I learned that it's okay not to be okay. You know, it's okay to know that certain areas in your life aren't okay. It's okay to not know how you're going to figure it out. It's okay to try, fail, try again until you figure it out, you know? And it's okay to be vulnerable at times. And it's okay to, to, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? It's okay to figure it out as you go, Like Figure it out as you go, take the time you need to figure it out. Don't feel like you have to have all the answers right now. And just allow yourself some space to make the necessary changes you need to make for yourself. I feel like those were some of the biggest changes. I mean, biggest blessings of this process. Like having a healthy relationship with food, knowing that it's okay to have a drink, it's okay to have the foods I like. Nobody wants to eat out of a a meal prep for the rest of their life, you know. Uh, it's okay to eat these things and different stuff like that, but you also have to remember where you come from um, because there is a big part of you know fitness. There's also genetics. There's also you know some people are naturally skinny. Some people people are just naturally obese, their bodies hold fat more than others do. So you have to work a little bit harder to enjoy the things in life that you want to enjoy. And um, that's, you know, I just had to learn those things because I remember getting to the end of my journey and I felt like, okay, now I can eat normally. Like I can have all the things I have, I've enjoyed all my life. And long as I do it in moderation I shouldn't start going back the other direction and I quickly found out that that was not the case um when I eat the things that I enjoy my body holds on to it so I had to learn that when I have these things I have to put some space in between it and and but it's okay you know I had to learn that that was okay so just all all in all having a healthy relationship with my body having a healthy relationship with food having a healthy relationship with uh my mental state and things of that nature and those were the biggest blessings i would say and then you being able to use my story to help other people man i talked to a lot of different people and they say man um because of you i've started doing this because of you i've started doing that you know and a lot of different people have told me I wanted to do summer shredding because of you and just different things like that, man. And it, I'm not an ego person. Like I don't get off to people saying those things. I just, I get a joy of people watching people choose themselves every day. Like when I went back to the, I went back to the summer, summer shredding show this last past time. Um, and It was one of the best feelings in the world because I got to see the show from the other end and I actually got to sit there and watch, watch, um, watch those people get up there and be extremely happy with what they done, you know, and it was very exciting. I just remember being there shouting to the top of my lungs for those people, man, because. I understand. You know what I'm saying? I get it. And um, yeah, those, I would say those have been the most fulfilling parts so far. That and I've never thought that when I started working out and doing all these things, I never thought it would bring opportunities like this. I never thought that I would ha- be able to talk, you know, and use what I've went through to help people. Like I never thought that I would get invited to do workouts. Um And things of that nature, like, or get asked for certain advice or just be this person that people look to for, I guess, you know, hope and, and knowledge and things of that nature. Like, I, I, when I started this, I didn't think any of that. Like, that wasn't on my mind at all. I just wanted to lose weight. And even now, I kind of struggle with the public eye a little bit because I'm a person of, I'm just paid. Um, I've never wanted to be like an influencer uh, or anything like that. And I kind of struggle with that because I like, I'm a private person. And I I can say I still to this day kind of struggle with it because I like being able to, keep my privacy, but also help people. But along the way, I found out that it's not about me anymore. So I am a private person, but, you know, sometimes I have to be uncomfortable being uncomfortable still to this day. Like, have to have those tough conversations or be looked at in a light that I'm particularly not fond of. But as long as it's helping people, I'm all for it.
0: Understood, man. Understood. And I, I appreciate you diving into that for us and for the people listening to kind of hear the experience you can come through. And, and one of the things you've said a couple times is you're, you're the guy that's always looking to, you know, what comes next? Okay. I did this. What comes next? What, what are the challenges or the things that are coming next for you now?
1: So I have a couple of things that I want to do. Um, I'm not really sure as of which of what how I'm going to choose to do them or what I'm going to choose to do. I'm kind of feeling it out. But the first thing I'm doing is getting my body healthy. I'm figuring out what's going on with my back. I'm trying to figure out what's going on with my body. Because the last thing I want to do is get get myself to a point where I have permanent pain or I'm now bound to, you know, when I get older, I'm bound to a wheelchair because I didn't, Learn how to take a break because it's hard. You know, it's very hard to take a break. Uh, it's, it's like you feel like sometimes you feel like, oh, I'm 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 gonna get fat again. I'm gonna get fat again. I, I gotta keep working. I gotta keep working. So um, that's the first thing I'm doing. Um, I don't know if I'll do another transformation show. I kind of feel like I've I've done that. I don't feel like there's really another need to do a transformation show. But who knows, man? I may do one more. Um, I still have loose skin on my chest. Um, I would like to get that taken care of. And after I get that taken care of, I would like to try for a men's physique. Um, I would like to try to do a physique um, show because that's something I'm not going to say. Well, it's something, one, I never thought I'd be able to do. And plus, uh, like I said, the gym that I was training at, that's what they all did. You know, I've so I've seen them get up there and um, go through the preps and go through that. And that was part of the reason why I wanted to do the prep the way I, way I wanted to do it, because I wanted to see what it felt like. You know, I wanted to see how possible or impossible it was. And um, so that's probably what's coming next for me. Uh, I am... I am gonna write a book. I'm gonna write a book. That's something that I am currently working on, and then um, working on different avenues, man. To just travel and help people is what what I want to currently, you know, want to do. Because, like I said, it's currently not about me anymore. Like I feel like I've I've went through it. God has blessed me to go through this to I feel like be a blessing to others. So. That's what's currently next for me. I'm not for sure in which order it's going to happen but I do know that that's what's on my what's on my bucket list. Um, I felt like um, God had me to start to you know to start determine wellness for a reason. He had me to go through these things for a reason and it's to help people so that's what I'm gonna do um, how I'm gonna do it not particularly sure yet i've been just allowing myself to be led um because i felt like i was led to do the show and i was led to do other things and that's what got me to this place so i feel like i'm going to continue to be led, in one one way or another or we're gonna start be checking these things off the list but as of right now that's what i'm doing i'm currently going to the doctor. Figuring out what's going on with my body, trying to just keep my fat uh, body fat down, trying to still build some solid muscle and um, just get get ready. I feel like God right now has me in like a holding pattern of uh, getting ready for what's, what's next. And so that's that's kind of that's where I'm at yeah. right now.
0: And I think determined is the right word for it, man, you know, in terms of the determination you've shown already. And I know that that's still there for you to make all of those things possible. And if people listening to you tell your story today, want to follow you, want to talk to you, you, where do they find you, man?
1: So you can find me on Instagram at Wellness (DWM). Um, I also post things on YouTube sometimes. I post stuff on Facebook, Determined Wellness page, um, TikTok. I'm pretty much on all platforms. Um, you can reach out to me if you need anything. Like if you just... I have people reach out to me and ask how to get started. I have them reach out to me and say all kinds of different things. And if I don't know, you know, I try to help them figure it out. If I do know, I try to point you in the right direction or I try to help you get started. And um, there's been a couple people um, that we've been able to work together and they've been able to see some good change. They've been able to, if nothing else, they just came back and said, man, I've came back and I, I, I've lost 40 pounds and I just appreciate you so much and all these things like that. And that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. And so that's, that's where you can find me. Nice.
0: And I will be sure to put links to all of Pate's sh- channels and information and all of that in the show notes today. Man, I just want to say a big thank you for being willing to share all of those different facets of your journey with the audience of the show uh, so just a really big thank you.
1: Uh, thank you, man. I appreciate uh, you having this platform for people like us. I appreciate you, um, you know, getting me on this platform because if it wasn't for you, uh, I've never done a I want to say, podcast before. So this is a new platform, you know, for me. So I was excited to get on here and talk to you. One, because I was like I said, I, big ups to you for doing the work yourself. Um, so I enjoy, of course, talking to like minded people. And it was nice. It's been nice. Cool.
0: Well, thank you, man. I really appreciate that. And everyone out there, make sure you check out what Paige is up to, what he's done. He's got some, you can see a lot of, you can even, if you want to go back through his show experience, you can check that out on, on his Instagram and on his channels. You know, that will, it's, there, there's some true inspiration there. So be sure to go and check that out. And if you want to connect with me, you can, as always, find me on Instagram as well, at Gourmet Goes Keto, on Twitter at Gourmet Goes Keto. You can email the show at thefatguyforum at gmail.com. I'm sorry, thefatguyforum at gmail.com. And, Pete, hey, one more thing to take you through today. At the end of every episode, I, I take my guests through five questions I call the Fat Guy Five. Are you ready for your run through that question? I, don't, I can't I'm speak ready. right now. Are you ready to go through those questions, man?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir.
0: Okay, so here we go, man. Question number one. Tell us, living or dead, who is your favorite fat guy?
1: Oh, my Favorite fat guy. That is a good one. My favorite fat guy. I don't remember his name. I don't remember his name, but I remember coming. Uh, what was his name? He was on Remember the Titans. Uh, I don't remember his name, Godly, but he's he looks good, man. He's lost a lot of weight. I don't remember what his name. I think is, that's so. Ethan. Yes, Ethan Exactly. Mm-hmm. He man, yeah. That, that, that is my favorite fat guy for sure.
0: There we go. Question number two, man. What is one lesson that being a fat guy taught you?
1: Being a fat guy told, taught me, man, is to always, one, be kind. Because people, people can be cool. And just be kind because, one, you never, know, you never know what people are going through. You never know the battles that they are facing. And so that has really taught me to be kind. Um, cause even, even now, like, I don't have to, of course, I don't have to deal with as much, but it's still some things like when I hear people talk about people, I'm like, that's not funny. That's you shouldn't, you shouldn't say that about people and things of that nature. So just be kind.
0: There we go. Question number three, Hey, what is one thing that someone out there listening who wants to get their journey started today can do one concrete thing?
1: start and never look back. Start and never look back. One concrete thing I will tell you is it's not easy, it's not perfect, but it can be done. And one day at a time, just keep waking up and never give up on yourself. Never give up on yourself because one way or another, hey, you may go out, you may have a little bit too much to eat. That's okay. That's not a reason to throw it all away. You know, you may do, you may overeat, you may undereat, whatever the case may be, man. Just don't give up on yourself. Be patient with yourself. And that's what I would say the number one concrete thing should be.
0: There we go. Question number four, Pate, what's one thing about yourself that you love?
1: One thing about myself that I love is that I'm humble and down to earth. I'm not, because it's easy to once you come from one place to another and you do certain things it's easy to form an ego and i've never been an egotistic person so one thing i love about myself well i yeah i guess that's one thing but i'd be a couple but one thing i do love with myself is uh i stay humble and i do recognize where blessings come from
0: there we go and question number five, Pate, last question of the day. What is one goal that you have for the next year that is not health, fitness, or weight loss related?
1: One goal I have for the, for the rest of this year and next year is to travel. I want to travel more because as a big boy, I, didn't, I traveled some, but I get, didn't get to travel as much as I would have liked to. So I want to, I want to definitely travel more, go see some things, uh, go try some different foods, go try some. I'm a sweets guy, so try some different desserts for sure. And uh, just keep, keep, keep the weight off. Keep the weight off, but do it at a healthy pace. Be okay, not being okay.
0: There we go. Hey, I just want to say a big thank you again for coming on the show. I hope that I know that people listening are going to reach out and connect with you. So I just appreciate your time, man.
1: Hey, Like I said, man, I appreciate you.
0: Thank you, man. And everyone out there listening, I already did the run through. In my head, I messed up talking about socials and everything. So go back a few minutes and you can find out where you can connect with me if you want to. Pate's information will be in the show notes. Then, my friends, go out there. Do something today to amaze yourself because you're the most amazing people that I know. Then come on back and catch us on the next episode of the Fat Guy Forum.